This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness and author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to speak about Volume 25, Number 9 of Zelma's Insurance Fraud Letter which was issued on May 1, 2021. The lead article in that issue is the examination under oath, which is an important tool for every fraud investigation. The EUO is a serious and important part of an insurer's investigation. The attorney insurance claims professional or investigator who conducts an EUO can take a role similar to the role of a prosecutor without the usual constitutional restraints controlling testimony at a deposition or trial, as stated in Hickman v. London Assurance Corporation, a 1920 decision of the California Supreme Court. A false statement as to any material fact during the EUO can cause the policy to be declared void even if the fact has no relationship to the loss. In the U.S. Supreme Court decision of Claflin versus the Assurance Company of America issued back in the 1880s, the false testimony concerned a witness that would not affect the amount payable under the policy, but to protect his reputation for veracity. The U.S. Supreme Court found that the witness of the injury was material to the investigation and declared the policy void for fraud because he had made false statements under oath. Contrary to the belief of lawyers for the insured, the EUO is not an adversary proceeding like a deposition in a lawsuit. The EUO is an investigative tool made available to the insurer by the terms of the contract of insurance. It allows the insurer to delve deeply and under oath into all aspects of the policy and the loss. The testimony to be elicited is not constrained by rules of discovery or codes of civil procedure. The only restraint on the EUO is reasonableness. Unlimited questions are allowed. Only totally irrelevant and unreasonable questions dealing with facts completely outside the policy, its acquisition, or the loss are not favored, but they're not prohibited either. Irrelevant questions need to be tolerated. If there is any possibility, the question may lead to an inquiry about facts relevant to the policy or claim. In fact, there are no questions that are irrelevant in an EUO. 
since each question may lead to more important information that could never have been learned about had not a foundation been laid by questions that appear on their face to be irrelevant. Since there are no rules for the taking of the EUO, any question asked is important and must be answered. In Ram versus Infinity Select Insurance, a 2011 decision of a U.S. District Court, it found that during the investigation of an insured's claim, the plaintiff produced limited records. Where an insurer had reason to suspect fraud in relation to a theft claim, inquiries into the insured's financial status are held to be relevant and material, and a refusal to answer questions on the subject constitutes a material breach of the insurance contract. Plaintiff refused to discuss his 2008 income at his EUO, and much of the income and employment information he was willing to provide throughout the investigation of his claim was admittedly false. The court concluded that plaintiff's failure to answer income questions constituted a breach of the duty to cooperate, and the court concluded that no reasonable juror could find otherwise. In Powell v. United States Fidelity and Guarantee, a 1996 decision of the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeal, the insured's home had been destroyed by fire. Under their homeowner's insurance policy, the insureds were required to submit to questions under oath and sign and swear to them. During the EUO, the insureds refused to answer several questions and refused to turn over financial and other documents. Claiming that an EUO did not permit the insurer to delve into financial or other information relating to the insured's possible motives to intentionally set the fire, but was instead limited to an examination relating to the existence and extent of a loss under the policy, the United States Court of Appeal for the Fourth Circuit disagreed, and it stated that an EUO encompasses investigation into possible motives for suspected fraud, and concluded that the EUO is not restricted to the amount of loss, but the insurer has the right to examine the insured and his witnesses as to any, any matter material to the insurer's liability and the extent thereof. Therefore, in Phillips v. Allstate, a 2004 decision of uh, the Maryland Court of Appeal, and Lindsay versus State Farm Fire and Casualty, a uh, U.S. District Court decision in Maryland under the facts and circumstances of the cases. The refusal to answer questions about the insured's financial circumstances during an EUO violated the terms of the policy and constituted a failure to cooperate. In Michigan, 
In the context of a homeowner's insurance policy, the remedy for failing to comply with a requirement to submit to an EUO is dismissal of the insured's action. The court saw no reason to distinguish between a valid EUO and a homeowner's insurance policy and a valid EUO and a policy providing uninsured motorist benefits. An insurance policy is much the same as any other contract. It is an agreement between the parties because the no-fault statute in Maryland did not require uninsured motorist benefits. There is no public policy against enforcing the EUO provision in this context, and the court decided it must honor the intent of the party's contract. This was Cruz versus State Farm, a Michigan decision from its Court of Appeal in the year 2000. Now, an EUO must be required by an insurer, not just requested. When the insured has insufficient documentary evidence to prove his loss, when the insured refuses to cooperate in the investigation of the insurer's claims personnel, when the insured is unable to present documentary evidence in support of his or her claim, when the insured needs help proving his or her loss, when the insurer has no other means of cross-examining the proof of loss submitted by the insured, or when the insurer witnesses a fraudulent claim is being attempted. The list of reasons for requiring an EUO are not the only reasons, but a small list of potential reasons for an EUO. When an insurance professional, whether an adjuster or a lawyer, finds a claim poses questions that cannot be answered by the usual and common methods of investigating a claim, it is important to consider the EUO to get the answers not available elsewhere. The EUO, of course, is a duty owed by the insured to the insurer. It is a classic condition preceding. Every fire insurance policy issued in the U.S., like the New York Standard Fire Insurance Policy, provides that in the event of a loss, the insurance company can require the insured to produce documents and testify at an EUO. By statute in those states like New York that have standard fire insurance policies, they also require that all risk or direct risk of physical loss policies that do not exclude fire must provide the coverages equal to or better than the coverages stated in the standard fire policy. For example, in Ransom versus Selective Insurance Company, a 1988 decision of the New Jersey Superior Court's appellate division, the court reviewed the examination under oath provision in a policy and concluded that the insured was required to submit to the EUO 
and produce requested documents in accordance with the written demand of counsel because the circumstances surrounding the loss aroused a justified suspicion of arson and because the requests are specific, relevant, material, and reasonable. Applying the principles articulated in Ransom and finding a reasonable basis to suspect that his claim of a theft loss was fraudulent, the court determined that the insured's failure to produce the requested documents constituted a material breach of the conditions of his policy, recognizing that the insurer's right may be materially diluted by the delay between the loss and the resolution of the issue the court held and insured in these circumstances must promptly file a declarative judgment action seeking a determination of its obligation to produce the records demanded by its insurer under an insurance policy when the insured objects to their production. The insured may not wait to assert his rights until the eve of the expiration of the statute of limitations for filing suit to compel coverage. Such delay works to too great a hardship to the insurer who must be able to promptly investigate the legitimacy of the claim. The article goes on and concludes that the purpose of the examination under oath that was first described in Claflin v. Commonwealth, an 1884 decision of the U.S. Supreme Court, made clear that every question that was relevant and pertinent in such an examination was material to the investigation of the insurer and must be answered. It also clarified that a question is material when a true answer to it was of the substance of the obligation of the insurer. In addition to the article on examination under oath, this May 1 issue of Zelma's insurance fraud letter includes articles on insurance benefits that are not available to remodel a fixer-upper, good news of convictions from the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud, Probation for Insurance Fraud Proves Futile, where a uh, defendant was given probation only to violate it and have to go directly to jail for his or her insurance fraud conviction. Health insurance fraud convictions from the Department of Health and Human Services and other political entities and prosecutorial entities dealing with health insurance fraud, an article about when you do the crime and only get probation, it is not wise to commit a new crime proving probation futile, other insurance fraud convictions, 
a list from the Office of the Inspector General of the Department of Health and Human Services list of most wanted insurance fraud perpetrators and an article that explains that when granted non-custodial probation for a conviction for insurance fraud, it is insulting to appeal that conviction and information about new books for the insurance claims professional from the insurance claims library. Thank you for your attention.